Good morning. Good morning. Wow, it's buzzing in here today. Grace to you and peace from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And again, as we gather this day, we remember our baptismal covenant, having been sealed with the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Amen. And our Holy Gospel today is from the 14th chapter of Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. And during the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter replied, Lord, if it is you, let me come to you on the water. Jesus said to him, Come. And then Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed back into the boat, the wind died down. And then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of our Lord. I invite you to pray with me the Holy Spirit prayer in our time of meditation together today. Let us pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit instructs the hearts of the faithful, grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. I would like you to consider this an invitation this week for you to take some time to live into this living story. Because this story that you just heard, it is a living story for us. It is this story that we just heard. It is our story. Because the reality of our life is that none of us here will escape this life without having some rough waters. None of us here will escape this life without having experienced fear. And we will live this life, and as we live our lives, and as we have lived and as we continue to live our lives, our lives, it, they will ebb and they will flow with our Lord and Savior, and that we will oftentimes be in a place of little faith. Because that's part of the nature of our faith journey, is that there will be times in our lives when we will be fitting that category of little faith. As a matter of fact, if you look at Scripture, and if, as you read the Gospels, one of the things that Jesus oftentimes, it's amazing that Jesus has these 12 disciples that he has hand-picked, and yet what is the thing that he says to them more often than not? You of little faith. It's repeated over and over and over again. 
The reality of our human condition is that all of us have and we will live into and continue to live into periods of storms and rough waters. And as we live out our lives, there will be more rough waters and storms to navigate. I was just thinking about Belle, the oldest member of our congregation. She's 100 years old. About two months ago, she fell and broke her hip. She actually had hip replacement surgery. She's been, in re- she's been in rehab for the last 21 days. She was scheduled to go home yesterday, and before she could get out the door, they diagnosed her with having pneumonia, so now she's back in the hospital again. Talk about a person who's gone through rough waters and storms all of these years. She's had COVID. She's had, I think she's had COVID twice. She's had pneumonia more times than I can remember. She's been through so many periods of rough water and storms in her life. And I hope that you will take some time this week to reflect upon your life and your walk of faith with Jesus. And one of the things I'm going to ask you to do, and this is not going to be an easy thing for you to do because it's not easy for us to go back and to reflect upon those periods of times in our lives where we've had those storms and we've had those rough times. But I think it is a part of a process in our lives where we have to, because we learn from those moments. And I think if we really seriously reflect on those moments where we've had those those storms and turbulent times in life, and we really reflect upon them, I think we, we learn from them. But one of the things that I want you to ask yourself as you think back on those times in your life when it's been turbulent is what was the one constant? What was the one constant in the midst of all of that? I believe that you will come to the realization that in the midst of all of that, that Jesus, Jesus was the one constant. And the fact that Jesus was always with you. Whether you realized it, whether you believed it, whether you thought it, whether it was consciously a part of your awareness, but Jesus has always been with you. And that you have a promise, that you and I, we have a promise that Jesus, even in the midst of the storms and the rough times and the rough waters, Jesus is and always will be with us. My thoughts this week took me back again to my friend Luther. And I'm not going to go into any kind of detail about Luther's life because many of you know his story. I've talked about him many times. One of my best friends when I was a pastor in Detroit, Michigan. And we continued to be best friends from that period on. And back in 2002, he was diagnosed with liver cancer, and it was terminal. It was incurable. The only thing that would possibly cure it would be a liver transplant. But I can tell you that he lived his life for two years after that diagnosis, and he lived his life fully. Probably more fully than we will ever realize. Because in the midst of this this rough terminal rough water and terminal cancer diagnosis. He lived life fully. And every day, he had a simple, simple mantra that he spoke every day. Trusting only Jesus always. Trusting only 
Jesus always. In his family, it was known as Toja. Toja. I believe that Luther actually lived this story before us today. I believe that he lived this story every day because every day of his life was a storm. I don't know if you remember the phrase that I spoke a few weeks ago when I quoted David Lose. He said, you know what a word means, not from what it says, but from what it does. I'll say that again. You know what a word means, not from what it says, but from what it does. Because you see, Jesus has an assuring and an active word for us today. It is a, an assuring, living, active word for us today. And that word, that word that Jesus has for us today, it has the power to do something. And it will do something. It actually has the power to change our perspective on our realities. When Jesus comes to the disciples in the midst of the rough waters, he speaks to them and he says, Take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. And that word that Jesus spoke to his disciples 2,000 years ago on that lake that day, that word from Jesus, it is a living word for us today. When we translate from the Greek, it has an even more full meaning. In essence, what Jesus said to his disciples, and this, you know, it's interesting, I think when people do these translations and they have to put out these Bibles, it's not always easy for them to say, well, let's see now, should we give them the full and complete meaning of what this phrase really means? Because it doesn't sound like proper English. And so they say, well, let's translate it this way because this is something that will sound okay to people, for people to read. But I want you to take a, just a little bit closer look at what the Greek actually says when Jesus said, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Because when you take a closer look at the actual Greek language, and this is why it's always difficult, because basically what Jesus said to his disciples on that day was this. He said, take heart, be firm, be resolute in the face of danger and in the face of adverse circumstances. And then the part where it says, for it is I, basically what Jesus said to them, he said, I am. I am. And then he went on and he said, leave fear behind and live wholehearted lives. That's what that phrase really means when Jesus says, do not be afraid. Leave fear behind and live wholehearted lives. When Jesus says, take courage, he's actually saying, Take heart, be firm, trust only in me in the face of danger or adverse circumstances. And in that same breath, he's telling them and he's telling us, he says, I am. And the New, the, the new Revised Standard Translation says, it is I. But Jesus is really saying, ergo a me. That, in the Greek, that's translated I am. Which, in other words, he's saying, I am who I am. And it's as old as the word spoken to Moses. You know the story of Moses. You know the call to Moses. And when God spoke to Moses back in Exodus 3, verses 13 and 14, Moses was having a conversation with God, and Moses says to God, he says, God, 
Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And what happens if they ask me, what is, your, what is his name? Then what should I tell them, God? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And this is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. And then God said something even more powerful and more important. He told Moses, he said, Say to the Israelites, This is my name forever. This is my name forever. I am. You see, the disciples, when Jesus spoke that, the disciples, they knew this scripture reference. And they knew what I am meant. And in that moment, Jesus was declaring his divinity. And in that moment, he was saying, I am God and I am with you. And I am here to remind myself and you today that you and I know this scripture reference as well. And because I am is God's name forever. And that comes with a promise. And it's a promise that God will always be with us. Even in the midst of the storms and the rough waters of our lives, we will always know that Jesus will always be with us. And the other reason why we know that is because the prophets spoke about Jesus and they talk about the coming of Jesus. And one of the things that they said, you shall name him Emmanuel. And what does the word Emmanuel mean? God with us. And the third word that Jesus spoke was the phrase, do not be afraid. And the more full meaning of that phrase is translated, leave fear behind and live wholehearted lives. In other words, even in the midst of fear, we have this opportunity to live lives with a heart that is full and a promise that we will never be without God or Jesus in our lives. And I, I don't know about you, and I don't know what your devotional daily practice is, but this is one of the things that I remind myself of every single day. And I say to myself, the equivalent of Romans 8, verses 38 and 39. And I'm giving you the smaller, short version, but basically something that I remind myself of every day is that absolutely nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus my Lord. I remind myself of that every single day. It's claiming God as always being with me. It's claiming that Christ will always be with me in no matter what situation I'm in. And as I think back on my friend Luther, his simple mantra, trust only Jesus always, it was, another, it was another way for him to simply believing and affirming that every day of his life, even in the midst of the storm, even in the midst of the rough water of this terminal cancer, even in the midst of death itself, he was facing death itself. He was, he was affirming, be firm, be resolute in the face of danger, even in the face of adverse circumstances, for I am and leave fear behind and live wholehearted life. You know, one of the things that we affirm as people of faith, especially when we come to this holy place and we receive the tangible means of grace through the gift of Holy Communion, we come to this altar and we kneel before this altar, we stand, we sit, however you come, Jesus is there for you. 
and we receive, we taste, we see, we touch, and we feel the presence of Christ. One of the things that we in the Lutheran faith, we teach this, and this is what we, this is what we try to extend and help people to understand, is that in the midst of this sacrament of Holy Communion, that in this bread and in this wine that you and I have the opportunity to receive, that we believe that Jesus is in, with, under, and through these earthly elements. And that Christ, because he is in, with, under, and through these earthly elements, that Christ is truly present with us in this sacrament of Holy Communion. And I believe that what we, need, what we need to do is that when we walk away from this table, because we have experienced the sacrament of Christ through, with, under, and in us, that we take that same understanding as we go out this door and go into our places where we will go this coming week. That we take that same understanding, that we take that same faith that flows and goes with us throughout our everyday moments of our lives and that we trust in the promise that Jesus, the I am, that we are trusting that Jesus is with us, that Jesus is for us, that Jesus is in us, and that Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. In other words, when we walk out that door and go back into our respective lives, that we live sacramental lives because we have Jesus in us, around us, and with us. That is, that's living a sacramental life. I want you to also think about this, that the trajectory of Jesus is a trajectory that is always moving towards us. In the midst of our fears, in the midst of our doubts, in the midst of our trust, in the midst of our little faith, and even in the midst of our meager worship, Jesus is always moving towards us. And I'd like to leave you with a thought today that was expressed by one of my favorite writers. Her name is Deb Thomas. I've quoted her many, many times. And she writes about this constant presence of Christ in our lives. And so I leave you with these words that she writes. She says, Jesus never stops moving towards the ones he loves. He never stops crossing the dark water to come to where we are. Neither our fearfulness nor our faithlessness ever alters his steady approach. We are the ones he's bound for. Our flailing bodies are the ones he pulls out of the waters. Ours is the boat he climbs into. It is for us that he calls across the terrifying waves. He calls out again and again and again. And he says, Take courage, for I am. Do not be afraid. And those words have the power to do something. They have the power to change our entire perspective on our lives. And so hear these words of Jesus again today. Take heart, be firm, be resolute in the face of danger. I am Leave fear behind and live wholehearted lives. Amen. I invite you to join me now as we pray together the prayer our Lord has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. Leads out into temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now go forth from this place, refreshed and empowered, to do the ministry to which God calls you. Travel lightly, for you carry within you all you need, and notice God in simple everyday experiences. And whenever opportunity arises, labor for the good of all. And may the joy of God, our creator, healer, and life giver go with you today and always. Amen.